0: This is Bob Morris in Desert Horticulture. Today I'd like to talk to you about the role of the homeowner association in desert communities and what they should be doing regarding landscaping. All this and more in today's Desert Horticulture. I have worked with several homeowner associations in uh, desert communities in the past for the last, I would say, almost 30 years. Without fail, in desert communities like ours, without fail, the number two economic incentives for wanting to do something by the board of directors of the HOA in a desert community, Desert Homeowner Association, is to um, try to reduce costs and give as much benefit to the homeowners there as possible. The two things that are most costly in desert communities seem to be from what I've been able to see so far have been water is number one the cost of water and number two is the cost of maintenance and believe it or not those two factors go hand in hand. If you start putting in landscaping or you maintain landscaping that requires quite a bit of water, then those landscapes typically require quite a bit of maintenance. In the past, probably almost 40 years ago now, when we started talking about desert landscapes and desert landscaping, and please, if you are, if you, if your knees begin to shake, And you are starting to violently uh, start to think about desert landscapes. They, They can be quite beautiful. So don't get the idea that desert landscapes are all rock and cactus. They aren't. They can be quite beautiful. But I think the purpose of the board of directors and the landscaping committee, if you have one, on an HOA is to give some benefit to the homeowners. You are in charge as an HOA. You are in charge for the landscaping for let's back up just a little bit. There are two segments to properties uh, uh, controlled by an HOA. There are the private landscapes that surround homes and then there are the community landscapes, those that benefit the community and technically most HOAs won't allow anyone a private homeowner who lives in the HOA to touch any part of the landscaping that is designated for the community. They have control over that. Some HOAs will will provide guidelines to homeowners. Some of them are quite absurd I might admit but when I've seen them, but they do provide homeowners. But I really think the role of the, the HOA is to provide some sort of economic benefit and aesthetic benefit to the community. So I think the, the those, board of, those members who are board of directors have that responsibility. And that's why I'm going to push you right now to really consider if you are re-landscaping, if you are Looking at the landscape that you have, it's getting a little bit older, if you want to institute some changes, I want to talk about some of those changes that you might make. And I also want to talk about what the role of the landscape is around private homes in that community, because they do have a significant role, but it's a little different, I think, than the community role of community landscapes by HOAs. So let's first, if we can, agree that, uh, that there are two segments to the properties that are rele- relegated by the HOA. Typically, the HOA will say something like, uh, anything that can be seen from the street, I want it to look good, and you have the responsibility to maintain that and, and make it look good. And if you don't, you're going to get a letter from us. You're going to get a letter from the HOA, and they have that right, and that's why you elect them to represent you, to give you that right, so that the HOA maintains some sort of standard within that community to make that community look good. If they overstep their boundaries, and they start telling you what you can and can't do on your own private property, as long as it doesn't affect the community, then I don't know. You they may be overstepping their boundaries, but let's let's talk about the community property first. In my opinion, in desert communities because the cost of water is so high in these desert communities and the cost of maintenance also is quite high and like I said, much of it is because of the water that we apply, I would push you towards considering in the public areas, in the community areas, I would push you to consider desert landscaping. And desert landscaping does not have to be stark. First of all, does your community have two-story homes in it? Or are they all single-story? If they're all single-story, then there's no reason in a community landscape to have trees over 20, 25 feet tall. Don't install trees that will reach 40, 50 feet in height because we know that large trees use more water in the same general category. They use more water than trees in that category of a a smaller size. So always pick trees. You have a role as the board of directors in picking those landscape trees that can be installed into desert communities that first of all use the lowest amount of water possible and secondly require as little maintenance as possible. I think those are your two roles and as a member of an HO, as a member resident of an HOA, I, I can appreciate that and that's what I would expect you to be doing for me. So what does that mean? It means that Primarily, your role is to keep the cost down and to make the community look good. It's aesthetics. So, first of all, tree selection. Try to focus on as much in uh, in the community landscapes. Focus on those desert trees. Those would include Palo Verde, Mesquite, um, those kinds of things that are xeric in nature. I would refer you to a website if you're not sure about it. It's uh, by Dr. Chris Martin down at Arizona State University in Tempe and he will give you a recommendations. Uh, he, will, he provides for you online if you search for whatever tree you're looking for and you put after it ASU, it will come up most likely uh, with his website with his recommendations on different trees and he will use the categories of xeric versus mesic. And what that means is really a reflection of water use and how you're going to irrigate these trees. And that gets us into another topic. Irrigation of desert trees doesn't have to be as often as mesic trees. So for instance, if you're putting a mesic tree in, let's say you pick Chinese pistache. Believe it or not, even though it may come from some of the drier, more arid area, or bottle trees, They are not considered to be xeric trees. They're not considered to be desert trees. They're considered to be mesic trees. Chinese pistache will grow in lawns. It will do well as a street tree, but it will use more water than some of our other trees, like Palo Verde, like Mesquite, like Little Cordia, for instance, that come out of our southwestern deserts. Look at those trees. Another thing that I would tell you to do, if you're looking at plant species, use the Southern Nevada Water Authority um, guidelines, the tree selection, the plant selection uh, website that they have provided online. It's quite extensive. And if you Google in SNWA and database, plant database, you'll come up with a recommended list. So when you go into that website, they'll ask you a bunch of questions. You don't have to. Just put in what you're looking for. You want a shade tree. You don't want it to be over a certain height. Let's say you don't want it over 20-25 feet tall. Let's say you have two story homes and then it's appropriate to be looking at 30-35 foot uh, height trees. The other thing that I would caution you on, because this, this is um, these are communities in the Las Vegas area, you'll want to look for trees that are the backbone of that aesthetics. Look for trees that will survive temperatures as low as 20 degrees Fahrenheit. That's going to make it through most of our years. But if you pick trees that have a survivability of only about 25 degrees Fahrenheit, there is a chance in the Las Vegas Valley of maybe within 20 years of either losing or severely damaging those trees. Whenever you put in trees in community landscapes, you've got to think about survivability. Because if you don't, if you just put in trees and don't look at the minimum temperature that they can, they can endure, Let's say you pick trees that are 30 degrees, that will survive to 30 degrees or 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, they're going to get damaged in a few years. Is that something that you want to pay? have your community members pay for? No, I don't think so. so. But I think if you look at trees that are the appropriate height for your community, depending upon what size the homes are, and if you look at their survivability in low temperatures and low winter temperatures, 20 I would highly recommend looking at 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And then look at whether these trees are xeric or mesic in nature. Do they come out of the southwestern deserts, the Chihuahuan, the Sonoran, the Mojave deserts? If they do, then they're going to be most likely xeric. That's x-e-r-i-c, xeric in nature, and not mesic, M-E-S-I-C. Those trees, like the bottle tree, even though it comes from a dry part of Australia, even though Chinese pistache comes out of arid, drier regions of Asia, doesn't mean that they're desert trees. Doesn't mean that their survivability. So those three factors right there, the size of the plants, whether they come from desert climates or not, and the size of homes within your community are three guiding principles. The other one that I'm going to throw in there is the way that deserts save water. And that is pointing back at the HOA and back at the community members within that HOA is by selecting not too many trees using them sparingly. Deserts don't have forests. Deserts aren't known for their forests. If there are forests, they're going to be using a lot more water. So reduce the number of trees on the property. Find out which ones are critical. Find out critical locations from an aesthetic standpoint. Get some board member Get some member of the community who's got a, a high uh, level of design. They understand design very well and involve those people in your decision making. Ask them if they'll help participate. You're not asking them to make recommendations of trees. That's the last thing that you want to do. But you want to get a general idea of where to put these trees, reduce the number of trees on the property, and get the appropriate size of that tree before you start looking at plant lists. You may fall in love with pine trees but most of our pine trees are not really acceptable to HOAs. They shouldn't be planted in HOAs. They shouldn't be planted in homeowner communities. They shouldn't be planted by most residents unless you've got an extremely large property and a very large home. They are reserved for parks. They are reserved from large commercial properties, but pine trees should not be going into residences. Yeah, there are other things that you can pick, other plant materials that you can pick that will give you that visual screen. Just because it looks good, Cute and appropriate when it's five feet tall doesn't mean that it's going to be the appropriate tree when it reaches 45 feet in height. And your house is about 15, a single story home at 15 with a peak 15 feet tall. It's way out of scale. You shouldn't be using those. In the same respect, Homeowner associations with residences that are single-story homes, and I would even wager to say two-story homes, shouldn't be using trees that reach 45 feet tall. Pine trees. Let's say you've got pine trees. Should you rip them out? Be very careful, because if you start removing those pine trees that exist in a community now, they are providing some shade. At what cost? They are providing some filtering of light. They are preventing the light from reaching the ground, and that creates heat. So in the summer months, if you remove those pine trees now without putting in appropriate trees to appropriate locations of trees to provide some sort of relief, summer relief for your community members, you're going to have you're going to you're going to be thrown out and you're never going to be asked to come back again don't remove those trees but now is the time to start thinking of replacement and planting replacement trees with the idea of perhaps removal of those large unnecessary trees because remember big trees use a lot more water than the smaller trees of a similar type so when you are looking at Replacement. Give yourself about a five-year timeline. Let those plants that you are going to replace them, those desert plants, let them get some size before you start removal. Removal. Tree removal is going to be costly. Tree removal is very costly. Select the trees that uh, have the least impact on your community to go first. Maybe do tree removal over a five-year period of time. Maybe select trees that are causing the most damage. Maybe select trees that have the least impact on your community, if they're large, and remove those. But look at tree removal over a five-year time span. But in the meantime, replace with appropriate plants. Let's talk about irrigating on water use of those landscape trees. When you are mixing xeric trees, desert trees, with mesic trees, you're going to have a problem. Because unless you zone, unless you change your irrigation system, and there aren't too many people who understand that, there are a few, but you should not be watering Palo Verde, for instance, or mesquite, the same way that you're irrigating Chinese pistache or bottle trees or pine trees or any other ash trees or any other mesic tree that you've got in there. When you are installing xeric trees, they need to have and irrigated separately from those mesic trees. So as a community HOA, I would highly recommend that you, when you are looking at the redesign of your landscape area, community landscape area, look at tree size, look at tree numbers, those are the most important. Look at survivability, what low temperatures they'll endure and then the placement of those trees and go to a searchable database like SNWA's database and look for trees that are appropriate. Hey, Pay a little extra, involve a landscape architect that you, that you respect and have them review some of your plans for survivability, for recommendations. Some of the desert trees produce African sumac by the way, is not a desert tree. It could be put in arid landscapes, and it comes out of South African arid landscape, but it's not a desert tree. African sumacs are considered to be messy. Did you know that African sumac, for instance, has both male and female types, just like ash trees have both male and female trees. African sumac is the same way. Mulberries don't, for instance. If you've got mulberries or pine trees, they have both sexes on the same tree. But African sumac sexes are separate. So are ash trees. Ash trees don't produce seed that you buy. Why? Because we've selected against it. Anyway, that's on another topic of allergies that we'll talk about in a little while. But So, when you're thinking about this, what I'm telling you is this. As a community, think about as a community HOA where you have our landscaping for the community. Think about tree replacement over time. Give yourself a five-year plan look at removing trees that are not necessary that are too large for your community because they're going to use water replace them with trees that are going to be desert adapted that come from desert places that are xeric in nature but water them eventually water them differently water, your community landscape will have trees on it that will be watered not very often, but when they are watered they're going to get a bunch of water all at once. So you want that option of being able to deliver a large amount of water all at once and then not water for a long period of time. The nice thing about desert trees is they will tell you if you're watching them closely if they need water or not because many of them like mesquite for instance will start most of the acacias will start to drop their leaves will become thinner that's not a big deal in the winter time it may be a little bit of a problem for you as a community in the summertime when you need that shade In the summertime, maybe you're going to water once a month on those trees. But in the wintertime, maybe once during the entire winter is all that you're going to need. That can save you a considerable amount of water. But they have to have their own irrigation system. You can't just turn over an existing with a mixture of mesic trees and xeric trees together and call it good. You can't do that. I would recommend that the community HOA look closely at desert trees and desert plants in the community landscape. But remember, they're going to have to be watered separately from other plants, other mesic plants, from mesic plants that require water more often. Let's talk a little bit about private landscapes, those landscapes that surround the homes. What I would strongly encourage you to do if you are a HOA member is to shade the pick plants appropriately sized to shade the south and west sides and windows of your home it you don't need larger plants to shade the north and east sides unless light is a problem for you on the east side typically what you want to do is shade the walls not necessarily the roof but the walls of your home that face and windows that face west, and south, but pick trees that are appropriately sized. If you have a single-story home, pick smaller trees. Pick trees that don't get above 20 feet tall, and there are lots of them. Secondly, don't mix mesic and, and xeric plants together on the same irrigation system. If you're going to have Messick plants, if you're going to have and you want that greenery space around your home, nothing wrong with that if you're willing to pay the water, the water bill for that. But if you want that greenery around your home, then keep it about three feet from the the slab or the the foundation of your home when you're irrigating it. Remember in the desert plant roots follow water. When there's lots of rainfall they don't. They follow rainfall and then when they get irrigation from irrigation lines they follow that and they'll grow. But when you are, have an area that's let's say a lawn area or a ground cover that requires quite a bit of frequent irrigations, plant roots are going to gravitate in that direction. Try to keep your drip emitters your irrigation away from the walls, away from the foundation of your home. Shade the south and west sides of that with either xeric or mesic plants. Remember the mesic plants are the higher water users so they're going to take more water. There's a lot I would strongly encourage you to look at desert plants for that south and west side because they really will provide a lot of color they have, they're, they're, they, you can select something that's the appropriate size. A Palo Verde is not going to be most likely unless it's, uh, but like a museum, Desert Museum Palo Verde, HOA and public, in the public area. And if you really know the board of directors well, you can petition for that in the community area. And it's a great choice any of the paloverdes, any of the acacias, most of the acacias, most of the mesquites are great choices if they're kept, if they're the appropriate size. You've got so much to pick from. But anyway, pick something. Keep those trees an appropriate distance away from the walls on on private property. Don't plant them any closer than five feet from that wall. Don't put them or three feet away they're going to cause problems don't put large trees close to walls they're going to heave them eventually that's going to be a cost to you or to the public community don't put palo verdes next to a wall within i would say eight feet of a wall don't put them you're asking for trouble you're really asking for trouble if there's a water source on the other side of that wall that that tree wants to get. Because trees love water. You want them to look good. They're going to go after water. If they have a chance to go after water, they will. So if you have a lawn area, tree roots are going to go after that. Trees are going to because they love it. They don't, even if they're desert plants, even if they're their mesic trees, they're going to love those areas. So be really careful what you plant. Remember, when you want to conserve water, get the shading of your home done first. Make sure that your walls and your windows are shaded with appropriately sized plants. Secondly, reduce the number of plants on your property and only put plants where you want to appreciate them. I'm talking about private property now the role of the HOA is very different remember it's primarily I would say 95 percent of it is aesthetics the private landscape is a little different because they want to be able to step outside of their home and enjoy have a cup of coffee or or a glass of wine in the evening or a cup of coffee in the morning in the shade of a tree of their choice. Just make sure that they're appropriately sized. So when you're making, you guys on the board of HOA, board of directors of HOA, when you're making plant lists, strongly encourage, separate those plant lists into those that are xeric trees, xeric plants, and those that are mesic plants. And encourage, if water conservation, if saving water, if Paying for the amount of water that you're using is a concern to you, and I would think that it's going to be a big concern for probably 100% of you. Then, then select desert plants, xeric plants, select appropriately sized xeric plants, reduce their numbers so that you have the right number of plants. And I will guarantee you the only way that you can use water, waste water, is through management. By having a maintenance company that's watering too much or electing to water them too often. That's the only way because they will tolerate lower applications of water. Desert plants will. xeric plants will lower less frequent applications of water but remember when you do apply the water it has to be in a large volume so that they can work off of that water that remains in the soil when the irrigation is gone but these plants these plants from the mojave from the sonoran from the chihuahuan deserts are really good at surviving when water's not available. That's to your benefit if you learn how to irrigate them appropriately. Well, I hear that music. It's time to leave. I hope this helped a lot. Let me know. Bye-bye. Learn more about desert horticulture by signing up for my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's all one word, extreme horticulture, and starting with an X. Take some of my classes on Eventbrite if you're in the Las Vegas area. That's Bob Morris on Eventbrite.